0: Welcome to the Darwinian Demon podcast. Come here. Mirror, love. Do it, baby. This is the first of a two-part episode. Two, po- yeah, two-part episode on. The evolution and uses, and just the growth habit and biology of plants in the genus Cannabis of cannabis. It's a you know, and and of course, the reason I'm doing this is because it's it's become it's probably it's probably the most popular plant in America, the, definitely the most popular genus, and um, maybe grapes. Yeah, maybe uh, grapes are the most popular plant. Yeah, I think grapes are the most popular plant. But coming in a close second, I would say cannabis is the most popular plant in America. And the reason I say grapes probably most popular is just because um, people love wine and raisins and uh, grape soda and grape scissor. So you put all those things together, and uh, yeah, I think grape kind of nudges, but cannabis is a close second. It's a it's a uh, it's a very popular plant. It's you know, it's underground because it's still it's illegal in many places and even in places where it's legal, it's got this you know, it's, it's still got that kind of illegal feel to it, you know. You walk into a you go into a dispensary, you go you you know, you go into a dispensary there's a armed guard, and there's you know just just this feeling of of uh, like you're doing something wrong, you know. You can't buy weed at at Rite Aid, you know. You got to go into a dispensary, no matter where you are, a special a special store, you know. And um, so it always feels like that. Maybe it's different in a place like like Colorado or or, or uh, Washington State or Oregon, where it's been legal for a long time. Maybe there it's it's different, but it's, it's, it's always got this feel, it's, you know. But the, the prohibition of it really obscures how cool these plants are. These are really cool plants. This is a very interesting genus, and the plants themselves, especially in relation to humans and human uses, are really cool because, just because of, of all the different uses that this plant has. I mean, I'm, I keep racking my brain. I cannot think of a plant that has more uses than 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 cannabis. Depending on I want I'm I'm calling it cannabis because you can you can basically say there's three species in the genus, or you say one species. It it, it kind of just depends on how what how your brain works. I'll talk about that a little bit later in this in this episode, but. Um, I want to just yeah let's just just get into it and 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 talk about what what these plants are. So the in this this part of this two part series, I'm going to talk about the um the taxonomy and the systematics of the genus. So basically, where cannabis is in relation to other plants. So how is it related to other plants? so, so you can see where it is in this whole and and the grand scope of of uh flowering plants so you can get some kind of relation to what it's some kind of idea of what it's related to. And then talk about the origin of it, where it originated. And then fin- and then finally for this for this episode or this part of the episode, um the uses of of cannabis. And then in the next episode that I'll talk about was kind of drill down more the micro level and get into the chemistry of some of the cannabinoids the growth habit of the plant and including you know just the the mating system so how how the plant flowers and mates and then a little bit into some of the breeding aspects some of the the limitations and and maybe some of the the future of of Breeding in this genus of of the plants and 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 the genus, and so when and when I'm talking about cannabis, let's just be clear: I'm talking about weed. I'm talking about pot, son. I'm talking about marijuana. Right? That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that plant. So you know, and it's you know, it's still federally, it's a Schedule One. It's a Schedule One drug. There's a plant that's illegal in in America. That's I mean. And no one really thinks, no one, I mean, some people do. But many people don't really see. No, I take that back. I think many people do see how crazy that is, that, that there is a plant that's illegal. They have made a plant illegal. A man is telling another man, put that plant down. You can't have that plant. I'll put you in a cage if you have that plant in your hand. In many places. That's bananas. I mean, you want to talk about land of the free, that's, that, is, that is crazy. But let's get into this. First of all, let's get into the taxonomist. Taxonomy. Cannabis. What is cannabis? I've said it was a plant. Yes, it is a plant. So we start out super broad, right? It's in the plant kingdom. I went over plants and animals and fungi in the last episode, but it's in the plant kingdom. And it's a type of plant called... It's a flowering plant. So flowering plants include a lot, lots and lots of different plants. It's most of the plants you see. You know, one other slang term for for cannabis is grass. And while grasses are flowering plants, cannabis is not related to grasses at all. I mean, it's barely, barely related to grasses. It's like... It's related to grasses in the way that... Like... Sort of in the way that we're related to, um, what would be a good example? Yeah, it's, it's related to grasses in the way that, that we're related, that humans are related to, uh, like birds or frogs. You know, something like that. It's, it's, uh, it's really far off from, uh, from grasses. So it's not a grass at all, but it is a flowering plant. And flowering plants originated about 140 million years ago. And so, you know, before the dinosaurs. So that the ancestors of cannabis are, you know, they're, they're pretty old. Now, cannabis is, is in the same, you know, if we keep going down the taxonomy. Cannabis is in the same order. This order called Rosalie's. It's in the same order as, as Rose's. So the same group of plants that include roses, um, peaches, almonds, raspberries, strawberries, figs—all those plants are in the same order as cannabis. And what does that mean? What is an order? It's hard to—it's hard to figure out. It's hard to really get a sense of what an order is in the grand scheme of things. Like, what's an order? Well, here the best way to, to think about it. Or I think the best way to illustrate it is again to, to to look at humans. Humans are in the same are in this order. I can't. I don't. I have no idea what the animal taxonomy really is. What the name for it? But there's an order that that includes humans, um, and that's the primates. So all the primates are one order, and that order is is within the same class of mammalias. So the mammals are in a class, and then within the mammals, there are primates, right? Just like within the mammals, there are carnivores. That's another order. So cannabis being in the same order as peaches and plums and um, raspberries and figs and all those things, that's just like humans being in the same order as chimpanzees, gorillas, orangutans, all the monkeys, marmosets, things like that. So all, the, prim- all the, little, the little things with the hands running around chattering. We're all, all us primates, we're, we're, we're like that. And cannabis is in that same order with the roses. It's in that same type of group. So that's how related they are to roses. Now, below that, cannabis is in this family called cannabaceae. And that includes these two, these two genera genera is the plural of genus. And so there's two genera in that family, cannabaceae, and those two genera are uh, cannabis and humulus. And the interesting thing about the the family is it includes cannabis, but it also also includes this genus called humulus. And humulus is the genus for hops. So, I mean, the the main component of... uh, I I guess I don't really know much about how how people make beer. But one of the main components of beer is hops, is in that genus. So it's it's kind of interesting that within that same family you got your beer and you got your uh you got you got marijuana or weed or cannabis or whatever you want to call it. So it's like that's like the crossfaded family, right? You get you you could be you get you get high and drunk all within that same family. I would not recommend that, by the way. Um. Maybe they should change that name to the Crossfaded Family. Maybe I wonder what what's Latin for crossfade. I don't know. But so within that, within that that family, you got the genus cannabis. And some people say there are 3 species of cannabis, some might say there's one. And and I said earlier it depends on how your brain works. And basically, biological taxonomists some are splitters and some are lumpers. So some biologists, they see species and they tend to that are similar and they tend to say, "You know what? These are all the same species." And then some take these really fine details between the species or between the groups and say, okay, this is a species because it's got this one little character that's different and, th- and it's different from this other species and it's different from this other species. And I really think that's just, it just depends on how your mind works. I found over the years that I'm more of a lumper. I, I kind of just think, look, if if they're pretty similar, this is just the same thing. And so I feel the same way with cannabis. So, but, but as it stands right now, I, there are three species of, of cannabis. There is cannabis sativa, cannabis indica, and then cannabis rudialis. Ru- ru-di- yeah, rudialis. Ru-di- ruderalis is the best is, is, is That's ruderalis. That's how you pronounce that. Sorry about that. Ruderalis. And basically, um, and so there are these really, I think there's just really small details about the, the growth of these or the way these two, these plants look that that have made these taxonomists decide that they are a different species so first of all the three species they all interbreed they all readily interbreed so you can you can mate a cannabis sativa with a cannabis indica with a cannabis ruderalis and you get perfectly viable offspring. So one of the, the most accepted way to, to differentiate between species is if the two species cannot interbreed. So Or if they interbreed, the offspring have some kind of developmental issues or developmental problems. Well, there are no developmental issues or problems in crosses between these three species. So this focus on, and this focus on interbreeding is based on this idea that there is a biological species concept. Well, I think I've mentioned this before, but biologists don't actually follow this biological species concept, although it is taught in biology courses as if it's an actual rule, as if if it actually means something. Biologists do not follow this thing at all. And this is another example. Um... Really, the reason that it's called three species is because there are some differences in the leaf shape, basically. So there are some differences in leaf shape between these three, these three quote unquote species. And that's why they're called different species. There may, there are probably some slight differences in the shapes of the flowers as well. But that's why they're called different species. And at the same time, it's like, well, is it really important that there are three species or one species? It's like, eh, not really especially not, not, not for what we're going to talk about in this or what I'm going to talk about in, this, in these, these next episodes. It's not, it's not super important. But there are three species, or they're called three species, but they all interbreed because they're all really closely related. Now, for these three species, the cannabis sativa, cannabis indica, and cannabis ruderalis, the, the species Ruderalis is thought to be the putative ancestor. It's thought to be the ancestor of the, of the other two species. And, and it's mainly thought to be, to be the ancestor of the other species because it's the one that seems to grow wild. So it's the one that seems to be, when you find feral or wild populations, that tend, they tend to be, to resemble the Ruderalis. So they tend to be that species. And so it's thought to be the the progenitor of of that of of the genus the, the plants in the genus cannabis. Again, they're probably all the same species, but you know whatever. It doesn't it, it really doesn't matter, although you know you could, we can we can kind of act like it matters. It doesn't really matter. Now, and that that really brings us to the origin. So just to recap, let's just recap real quick. Just recap real quick the, uh, the, the taxonomy. So cannabis is found within the same order as roses, strawberries, raspberries, all those things. Plums, peaches. Now that doesn't mean, I hope, you know, kids, don't go out there and try to smoke some strawberry leaves or smoke some almonds. You know, grinding up your almond flour and, and uh, snorting it or smoking it. You're not going to get high. You will not find any THC in those plants. Those plants are are really, really far diverged from cannabis. And as I'll talk about in the next episode, those cannabinoids, the things that make you high, they're not they're only found in in the genus cannabis. They're not found in in any other uh any other genus. I think there's there was a there is a cannabinoid found in some other now that I think about it, because there's always there's always exceptions in biology. I think someone found a cannabinoid in some other plant at some very, very, very small levels. But there are really high percentages of cannabinoids in cannabis plants. But you won't find them in those other plants. So please don't try to smoke your strawberries or your almonds or peaches and plums or your roses. Just don't do it. You will not get high. Okay. So the origin. Where are these plants from? Where do these plants originate? It's actually not that well known where these plants are from. It's a pretty unsatisfying, if you ask where they're from, it's, it's pretty unsatisfying. There's no definitive answer. You know, like many crop plants, for example, many p- crop plants are found in this area called the, the Fertile Crescent. So, you know, that area that includes um, Israel, um, sort of that, the Persian Gulf area, right, in that area. that's a really small area. So that's, you know, you can you can imagine that uh, you know, you can you can really you can really pinpoint where a lot of crop plants are found, those that are found in that area because it's a really small area. Well, when you try to figure out where cannabis is found, there's so many hypotheses and it's really not that clear, but basically they they're from somewhere in Central Asia. Central Asia is huge. So when I say central asia I'm talking about areas like Afghanistan, Pakistan, areas around the Himalayas. I think one of the most possi- one of the the most uh highly likely areas is somewhere in Siberia, sort of the southern Siberia area. But it's it's really not clear. And one of the reasons it's not clear is because um these plants, you know, they're 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 pretty warm adapted plants they can are they're, are they're, they're mostly temperate adapted plants but they can't live in places that are super duper cold so when there have been climate change in earth's past these these this species has basically um, moved around to follow its home climate its climate that it's more adapted to so when i say climate change i'm really talking about glaciation now, over the history of, of Earth, there have been times where the Earth has been relatively warm and times where it's been relatively cold. And these are on times, These are again, these, these are on timescales of tens of thousands of years, you know, or maybe a hundred years. So these are really long timescales. This isn't like the climate change we have now where it's, it's like over a couple of hundred years where we're getting this big, this big change in, in temperature. We're talking about even larger, really more substantial changes in temperature that happen over, you know, 10, 20, 30,000 years. And so this is, these are the kinds of things that bring about ice ages, right? So we talk about ice ages where whole whole big swaths of the earth are just covered in, you know, ice. You know, ice like a mile deep, like just big blocks of ice. Plants can't live in that especially plants like cannabis. They can't live in that. So they, you know, they, um, they move. They basically, their populations, get, their populations shrink into areas where they can actually live. And so in these areas where the plants can actually live during times of glaciation are called glacial refugia. And so they, they, these populations shrink or the, the species range shrinks into these small areas where there are no glaciers, where it's still relatively warm. And then there's warming of the climate and for the next 10 or so thousand years, and then the, the populations and the species expand back into some of their original ranges. And so that expansion and contraction and all that stuff makes it really difficult to figure out where these plants originated from, because the fossil record gets really, really obscured. And so it's not clear where these plants originated from. But somewhere in those regions, right? Somewhere in that in, in that area of Afghanistan, somewhere in Central Asia. And when I look at that, I, I think it's really interesting that 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 uh, that they're found there. And here, I'm going to be a little bit. I guess I'll be a little. I'll here here. I guess I'll I'll be kind of. I'll talk a little bit about religion. I have to I have to mention religion in some way. Because of the, just the area that, this, that the plant originates from. And we all know when you think about the effects of, of cannabis, or to be more precise, effects of THC. And the, basically, what, what it does is it makes you, THC makes you more cool, you know, makes people more introspective. Stereotype this is all, you know, sort of generalizations, but more introspective, more creative more compassionate, but also it can make you more paranoid. Everybody knows that too. And so the the interesting thing is you look at where it's from, it's from this area. I mean this this is the area that where Buddhism and and Hinduism, those two major religions, originate in that area. And I always think of those as the uh especially Buddhism, I always think of that as the 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 cool religion. You know? That's the cool religion. That's where uh you know, there's no there's no real history of the Buddhist terrorists out there, you know, blowing up airplanes and shooting people and doing all kinds of stuff like that, right? But then we let's let's talk about our friend the grapes. Let's talk about grapes again, right? Like grapes. Grapes originated, you know, they're they're really popular in the Mediterranean where the uh the Christians and the Muslims and to a lesser extent the Jews. Where they're from, right? The Christians and and that's you know the uh, Christians and the Muslims are a little little more a little more aggressive nowadays, you know, just a little little bit more aggressive. Now, this this whole thing I'm, I'm this whole thing I'm coming up with is is ridiculous, of course, because in the same place that cannabis originated from, or is near the same place that it's that it's originated from, are that's where the, the uh the Huns came from, like Genghis Khan, and you want to talk about aggressive that's that's aggressive, but I want a stereo I want this stereotype to be true so bad right I like you know I, I, because and, and basically because I live in the now you know I don't live in the time of the Huns and you, so you know you you think about Christianity and you want to tie it. For some reason, I just want to tie it to alcohol and grapes, and I should not do that, but I'm I'm gonna do it anyway. And you know, you think about just being an American in America now, right? Terrorism in America is carried out, but mostly by Christians. The reason it's carried out mostly by Christians is because most people in America are Christians. I mean, that's just this—it's the most popular religion in America. So most of the most of the terrorist acts are carried out by Christians. Religion probably has. Very little to do with actual terrorism. But I want it to have something to do with terrorism and grapes for some reason. I mean, a religion and grapes. I want the grapes. For I I don't know why I got it in for grapes today. Grapes have done nothing but provide delicious wine and grapes and raisins. I like all those things. I don't know why I'm I'm trying trying to have it in for raisins. Anyways, so let's just leave the raisins and the grapes out of this. Let's just leave the grapes out of this. Grapes didn't do nothing to me. I don't know why I'm harping on grapes. But anyway, so this area in Central Asia, that's really where cannabis is thought to have originated. And, um, but it's not exactly clear. You, you know it's, it's really not clear where these plants originated. And it's also not really clear when they originated, basically because of the same thing. So, for example, humans, we know humans originated around 200,000 years ago. Cannabis is probably older than humans, but how much older, we really don't know. We really don't know how much older cannabis is, but it originated somewhere. And it originated at, at some time, and that time we don't know either but in the present it's found all over the world it's found everywhere on every continent and all kinds of different environments here and and so here in america it's found growing you know it, it grows outside a lot of it a whole lot of it's grown inside in these little you know these little tents people have these little tents with lights And they're growing it, they're furiously growing as much as they can in these really small places. And so that's its its habitat in those places. And so and so now we get into the uses of cannabis because it's like what would make people spend so much time and energy to grow a small number of plants in their closet. And that's when we get into the uses of of cannabis. And so the first big use, the big use that we think about is drugs. It is a it is a very potent and powerful drug, but it has other uses. It's also a really really good uh, source of fibers and an excellent source of protein, an excellent food source. It's a source of fuel too, and so it has it has a lot of uses. And I said this before, but I mean it's just hard to think of a plant that has as many uses as cannabis. Just the the sheer number of uses and the sheer potential of this plant of its importance is is it's really impressive. And it's really impressive that um they managed to make it illegal in the United States. I mean it's it's illegal in most of the world. Most places in the world it's illegal. And that's really impressive that other countries have followed this sort of really idiotic lead. I don't know if it was the United States that led it, now that I think about it, but I, I kinda think it was. It's just this maybe that's just my American hubris thinking that, you know we led the world. In, we lead the world in everything, even stupid shit. And so maybe that's part of it. That's where part of it comes from. And so, but we have this. You know, maybe we we led the world in prohibition. And so this prohibition of cannabis is really just not. You know, it, it's it's not the greatest. It's not a good idea. And so it has all these. But it has all these uses. And so you know, I I my imagination. I think back to the the early time, you know, early man. And I, I read this, this account, and it's this account of, of how this, or this hypothesis of how, how cannabis might have first been used. And, and I have to say, it's, it's definitely, it's, it's an interesting way to think about it. So one of the first uses of, of cannabis would be for its fibers. You know, it has this really, really strong fibers and so what people would do to to get access to these fibers is you know strip the leaves and the bark and sort of, and soak it soak the the plants in streams you know find these pools in the streams and and soak soak the fibers in these streams well doing that would either release toxins release these chemicals or deoxygenate deoxinize deoxinize or deoxygenate i think it's deoxygenate but it would basically Lower the amount of oxygen in the water in these pools. Well, what that would do is it would stun or stupefy the fish. And so you imagine that early man messing around with these plants, putting them in these pools, and all of a sudden, not only are they getting fibers out of them, but then these fish just start floating up to the surface in these pools. I mean, how could you resist this plant at that point? Plus, you get food out of it from the seed. And then... Somehow, some man or woman messes around and gets some of the flowers, some of the flowers, the resin from the flowers either ends up in the fire, or the flowers end up in the fire, or some kind of way, the, the resin gets heated up, and somebody gets high for the first time. I mean, at that point, we're off to the races, humanity is for when it comes to the cannabis, right? I mean all those uses, all those things right there from one plant. So it's and it is a plant that's been used by humans for a long time. It's one of the oldest It's one of the oldest um one of the plants that's been used used by humans for the longest. You know, it's very it's very it's it's its relationship with humans goes back really really far. And so we we leap forward to the present especially in the, in the United States it's still prohibited and, and and there's some controversy as to there's a little bit of controversy as to how it became prohibited like what why it's why it's illegal i think the consensus the consensus on the internet is basically it was a conspiracy by um William Randolph Hearst and uh i think his name is Harry Anslinger someone last name Anslinger and basically they um they didn't like minorities, and they really liked uh, paper from pulpwood, so paper from pine trees. And so what they did is they took they took the plant that was at that time it was called it was called cannabis or hemp, and they started using the Mexican slang word for it marijuana. And they just scared the shit out of white people with it. And so they said that marijuana is making people crazy. And it's basically all these Mexicans and blacks, and oddly, Filipinos. I read somewhere too. Like, for some reason, they, Filipinos got caught up in that. And so, and they just scare white people, and so they, they were able to, to make it illegal. You know, hemp was a, a really important source of paper at one time. And so, part of the urban legend is that it, um, William Randolph Hearst, Owned a lot of he owned he not only did he own newspapers but he also owned um, a lot of holdings in I guess in pulpwood and so instead of using wood to make to make paper people had been using hemp and so he wanted to to cut hemp out of the basically cut out the use of hemp to increase um, the use of paper so he'd make more money basically selling paper selling paper and selling newspapers. And then there were other, other, other companies. You know, hemp also was a source of fuel. It was also a, a fuel source and a source of other types of materials. And so DuPont wanted to, this is all still part of the, the hypothesis. I'm not sure how true this conspiracy is because I was not around in the 1930s when, when marijuana became illegal. I mean, that's one thing to think about too. It became illegal. It became illegal in the 1930s. So yeah, I mean so it became illegal in the 1930s but so then you get DuPont, you know, wanted to to make fuels and and all these materials from uh, from fossil fuels based on fossil fuels instead of hemp. And so part of the part of the idea is that DuPont had a hand in making it illegal because of these other uses. And so it wasn't the it wasn't the THC at all. That was the reason. And, and THC itself, when we think about the drug aspects of cannabis, it's, I mean, that's the thing. That's the other silly thing about it being so illegal is, is this is, I mean, it, to me, this is a really remarkable thing about a drug is that there hasn't been a single overdose, a single THC overdose. There hasn't been a death. I guess there have been a lot of overdoses, but there hasn't been a death that resulted from an overdose. And so what I mean by a lot of overdoses is people have taken too much especially in this current in this current world. I mean, right now right now if you go to a dispensary, you can get a little piece of candy that is that is just packed with with THC. And so to me, especially on the West Coast where there's so many dispensaries, there's so many people, there's so much consumption of of these edibles, of this edible marijuana. And it looks like candy. That you know, the things I think about are first of all there's how many people's children have gotten into this, this candy? I mean, this stuff looks like candy. How many people's kids have gotten into this stuff? I mean, a little kid getting a getting one of these bags, a big bag of gummies that is, that are packed with THC. I mean, that kid is going to be, if a kid gets their hands, I mean, they're just going to, I mean, that's just, that's a lot, but no one's died from it. That's a remarkable thing about a drug. I mean, maybe, uh, yeah, I mean, that's just remarkable. I mean, You can take too much Tylenol. Tylenol kills people in this country every year, all year. You could just go to the grocery store and buy Tylenol. Tylenol messes people's livers up. Ibuprofen. Ibuprofen messes people's stomachs up. It messes up people's guts. You can just buy it from the store. You can take too much of, especially Tylenol, acetaminophen. You can take too much of that and it will kill you. It could kill you really easily. It could mess your liver up even easier. But THC, not a single death directly from THC. I mean there've probably been some people who've done some things that were really stupid and died because they took um, they ate too many edibles or they took too much THC, but, but that's it. It hasn't killed anyone. Which to me is is remarkable. But again, there's there's these other uses. So it's also used to make fibers. So it makes a you know very good cloth, so one of the one of the things that's really interesting to me that i one of the things I think about is you know all the sailing ships, all the ships that were used to colonize all these different parts of the world, and especially when I think about my own ancestry, the ships the ships that brought my ancestors to america, the sails those sails were made from cannabis, You know, you know the rope and the sails on those ships were made from cannabis. And then hundreds of years later, the descendants of the people brought from those ships would basically be put in jail and trapped for smoking the cannabis. And so this this whole, I don't know, in, in my mind there's just this whole weird relationship for African Americans and, and cannabis, which I haven't really, I should explore that and figure out why why that why that gets to me. But there's something there. And so but one of the the uses is I mean it's just excellent an excellent excellent fiber. You know, because it it just grows really well and it grows really big and produces these excellent fibers. The other thing is that it's an excellent protein source. It's a it's a this the seeds, the hemp seeds are I mean it's a, it's a complete protein. And I mean and so if if you're eating a plant-based diet, not even a plant-based diet, if you're eating any kind of diet, if you can get your hands on hemp protein, I mean, it's just a great protein, though. So the hemp seeds, and they've been used for you know thousands of years by humans, eating the, the cannabis seeds all over the world. People all over the world have, have consumed this plant. And um, again, because of the one use, which has never killed anyone, it's illegal in, in most of the world. Although, you know, of course, that is that is changing. It's changing pretty rapidly. I mean, I know that Jeff Sessions would uh, would really like for that to change. He'd really like to go back to putting people in jail for um, for having possession of a plant. But I think, I hope, I hope the genie's out of the bottle for that. But especially when you think of the other uses, right? So there's the drug uses, but then... There are these other uses of the plant, which which are are silly. And and the and the, the odd thing about it is the plants that that are the best sources for for the fiber, for fibers and seeds. Those plants don't don't make any THC or those materials. I'm sorry, they don't contain any THC. So you can make all those materials without the THC. So you can eat, you know, you can eat hemp seeds and you won't get high. And we'll talk in the next episode about why that is, but you won't get high from eating the hemp seeds. You won't get high from smoking, smoking, uh, smoking hemp rope. I know I can imagine that back in the days when there was a lot of hemp rope around, especially like in the 70s and 80s when people still used, used rope based on hemp, but hemp was illegal. People tried to smoke ropes. Poor bastards, but it has all these uses, and I think hopefully in the next you know in the next few years we will be able to to use it in all these ways that it was it was originally used by humans in the first place before it was it was prohibited, and so in the next episodes what I'm going to talk about is um. Again, I'm going to talk about the growth of the plant, how it grows, some of the chemistry, especially with the cannabinoids, and the breeding, how it's bred, and its, um, its mating system and all that. And so un- until the next episode, Wakanda forever. <laughs>